Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 128. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he can spin a pencil like a champion, Pat Flynn. I always wanted to be able to do that. Practice, John practice. That's all it takes. A lot of practice. Like with anything. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for joining me today. This is episode 128 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast, a great interview. I'm going to talk briefly about what it's about, and then we're going to get right into it. Not going to waste any time today. Today's interview is with Manu Kalia, somebody who actually came to one of me and Chris Ducker's one-day business breakthrough events, and um, just he's doing some amazing stuff. He has a site at Tridosha wellness.com and he's a physical therapist a clinical herbalist and an exercise science specialist and he's taken a lot of the advice from smart passive income through the podcast on the blog and has applied it into his business and he's doing really well he actually quit his job last year to go full-time with this so without further ado let's uh, introduce Manu Manu what's up welcome to the smart passive income podcast how are you I'm doing great Pat thank you for having me on it's awesome yeah, no, this is great. You know, we recently connected, like I said, here in San Diego with Chris Ducker at our one day business breakthrough event. You're doing amazing things, wonderful job, and we're going to get into all of that today. But why don't you just take a second to introduce yourself to everybody out there listening? What is it that you do? Uh, okay, my name is Manu Kalia. Um, I'm a physical therapist. I'll just tell you a little bit about myself and, uh, and an Ayurveda herbalist, which is Eastern and Holistic Medical System. Um, been working for a while in the physical therapy field and about 15 years or so. And, and a few years ago, I initially started an online herbal products company, uh, which is going well. Uh, and, and that was my first foray into the internet marketing arena uh, because I was primarily selling my products uh, uh, online. Uh, so the, the journey initially started when I, uh, as I was working as a PT, I decided to put up some videos for some of my patients uh, and my patients, uh, and they were mainly for you know some exercises and a few educational videos, so they could go back and they could refer to them uh, when they finished their physical therapy. Uh, and then after a while, I noticed that I was getting um, uh, quite a bit of a response on those videos. They were just on YouTube, and they weren't shot, uh, I guess, uh, professionally or anything. But uh, 
but the content was good and it was relevant. Um, and so I get it, started getting a lot of responses back from patients as well as people on YouTube. Uh, so over time, I realized uh, people wanted me to shoot more and more videos. Uh, and as I started shooting more stuff and getting more questions, uh, I started spending more time answering a lot of these questions. Um, and I think uh, over time, I must have answered hundreds of questions initially. Um, so that kind of led me to see that, you know, I, uh, that there was, um, I really enjoyed doing that. And the number, uh, and, the, and the second thing I realized was that, you know, um, this would allow me to have an independent, uh, an online business possibly. Plus I could get my message out to a much larger audience. Um, so that, that's what initially led me down that path. Um, okay, so physical therapist, and you have clients that you work with, and you just started putting up these videos for them after they started working with you. You never really thought that you know these would take off, or other people would see them necessarily, or you would end up turning this into a business. Is that right? Yes, yes, yeah. As as a physical therapist, you know, I, I wanted to, and it was just just for my patients initially, and I was it was. I mean, I, for example, I've been following a lot of your work for a number of years, and um, you know, and I. So it wasn't like I was I was planning this out, but it just happened that like I said, well, wow, you know, I'm getting a lot of response back, and uh, a lot of people are interested in this. So I, I figured that you know uh, um, the positive response uh, made me realize that hey, I could probably create more content for people, and I could really get the get this information out to a much larger audience, uh, and that's that's kind of led me down that path. Then, so there was no plan initially. Um, but then as I started getting better, better response, I decided to create more and more video and content. Yeah, actually, when I uh, checked you out for the first time and, and went on your website and saw your videos, actually, it was Matt Gartland who introduced me to you. I saw your videos and I was like, you know, I, I'm not even, you know, in your target audience. And I was like, wow, these are really well done. And, and I was engaged. I was like, OK, let's do this. <laughs> so um, I, I want to talk about your video strategy. But before we get to that, I'm on your homepage right now at tridoshawellness.com. And I'm looking at one of the first videos I see on the page, and it's it's about shin splints. So you know, shin splints massage treatment, which actually I've had shin splints before, and it's it's terrible. It's just the worst pain in the world. Uh, but this was put up less than a week ago, and here you are getting like a ton of comments already. I already see 17 comments on your blog about this video and people coming in saying like, wow, this is great. Wow, I'm not even a runner, but this is very useful. Thank you so much. And then you're coming in and responding. This is so, so cool. And the big lesson here for everybody is, is you know, you're teaching stuff out there and you're building a community using yourself as an example. You're bringing other people in as well. Um, it's just really cool. You wouldn't think that there would be people actually responding and leaving blog comments on a site like this, but here it is. And I think this is uh, part of the reason why you are you're just doing really well is because you happen to, I don't know, strike a nerve, if you will, with or, or or hit a chord with people out there who are going through these troubles and they're going to you to find those solutions. Yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because, you know, you said initially that your videos weren't very well produced. At what point were you like, okay, I got some people watching videos, video's hot, uh, let's, let's actually put some production behind it. Um, what did you do and, and how did you get started with that? Well, you know, I, like I said, you know, the initial ones were uh, basic videos. But the funny thing is, Pat, that some of the initial ones, in fact, actually, I think it's my first video, and that has about you know three three hundred or four hundred thousand views, and which is, and I think it was primarily because of the content. Um, 
But yeah, basically about a year, year and a half into it, after shooting uh, videos, I realized, you know, I'm going to start producing higher quality content. So that's when I got a better camera and I started to get some lighting and those things and started to invest more time into it. Um, And uh, so uh, that's that's when I really realized, okay, well, I can uh, not only, you know, create um, better videos, but then also I started to get more feedback from people who are watching the videos and telling me, okay, I like videos. You know, these this one was good. This one, you know, uh, helped me a lot. So then I could start tailoring uh, on the responses I was getting and also on the uh, questions that I answered would give me a lot of feedback, uh, not only on YouTube and other uh, social media platforms, but also on my site. You know, I realized I started getting a lot of questions on my site on specific problems. So I said, okay, well, now I can start shooting videos on those specific problems that I'm trying to address. So that's, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, absolutely. I mean, that's fantastic. When you post stuff on your site, on YouTube, through a podcast, you need to give your audience an opportunity to talk back to you. That's how you build a culture. That's how you build identity with you and your brand. That's what makes people keep coming back. But that's also how you can listen and tap into that audience that you're building and not only further that trust, but be able to serve them even better. And so, for example, I see very specific videos about very specific issues that people are asking about, whether they're runners or some different kind of athlete with certain problems, like just listening to your audience and creating those solutions and I'm I'm here on your YouTube channel and some of your some of your videos have 300,000 views, 400,000 views and 10,000 subscribers. And and to be honest with you Manu, this is like really surprising to me for this particular niche giving this kind of very specific advice, but like I said, when you give great content like this and you give people an opportunity to talk back and you give and deliver to them, uh, they're going to subscribe, they're going to come back to you. And it's not like you were doing keyword research, right? Like you were just producing content based on everything your audience was saying. Is, is that right? Yeah, totally. You know, early on, it was, I mean, I was not necessarily doing keyword research. I was just um, posting comments. And I mean, my clinical experience gave me some background as to I knew what are some of the subjects that people have issues with. So I knew I, what kind of content I create. But then, you know, posting videos and then the answering questions on in these channels, as well as on my site, kind of validated those things and said, okay, um, here's my clinical experience. And this is what in online uh, uh, people are asking me too. So I was able to see, okay, uh, um, basically getting feedback and I was able to see, well, okay, what I'm thinking is truly, you know, is also in line with what people are asking me. Um, so, and, and after that is when I really started to do more keyword research and try to figure out once I decided to see, um, for example, you know, I would see like, well, these videos, specific videos on, uh, these specific knee videos, for example, have more views or they have a lot more questions. And also, um, what I have posted has helped people the most because people will come back and they would respond, you know, whether uh, from the answer I gave them or also just otherwise they would come back and say, hey, that technique was really helpful. So, you know, I, initially it did take a bit of time because I, I went back and I would look at the answers and see what people were saying. So that then I could then I started doing more of the um, keyword research part. Um, yeah, I mean, that, it's a very smart strategy to see what you are already posting and see what of that seems to resonate most with your audience. Like we should all 
be doing that. We should all be understanding what our most popular podcast episodes are, what our most popular videos are, what our most popular blog posts are, and talk more about those things. It's validation that those are topics that are hot for your particular audience. We should all be doing that right now. We should all go to Google Analytics. We should find our top and most popular posts and find and discover different ways to bring them back to light. I mean, you don't have to I mean, you shouldn't republish that post, obviously, but yep. you can bring it back in a different light, in a different angle, talk more about it, more advanced strategies, more strategies beyond what you already talked about. And I just recently did this. For example, I had Clay Collins on my podcast in episode number 78, mm-hmm. which is all about email list building and, and, and conversions. And then I had him on again, and um, it's just become even more popular. I mean, we talked a lot about the same types of strategies, but more advanced versions of those strategies and it's just done extremely well so understand what you're talking about on your site that's working and talk more about it yeah absolutely i think that that's definitely key listening to your audience and kind of i mean i think keyword research is important but i mean it's it's more you know um firsthand responses coming from people whether they come to your you know facebook page or they come to your youtube channel or wherever else or they personally ask you questions Uh, I think that is very important as a first stepping stone. And then you Mm -hmm. can go down the keyword research route. Totally. Now, in terms of your videos and the structure of those videos, in terms of what's working best for teaching people, I mean, you're, you're teaching stuff that will help improve people's lives. You're getting people to exercise and get down on the floor. I mean, you've done teaching a lot now through video. Uh, what seems to be working best? Are there any tips you have or, or ideas for how to best structure or best teach on a platform like YouTube or through video? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I, uh, I realized um, is that I know the general guidelines are, you know, like, you know, keep your videos short, three minutes, five minutes, just because the attention span. But honestly, you know, one of the big things I found was, yeah, I mean, besides giving the introduction and what I'm going to teach them that day, what we're going to go over, um, I tend to take a little bit more time. I'm taking a slightly different approach. Uh, I'm, I want to answer their specific question in as much detail as possible. So I kind of made a conscious effort early on not to limit myself and say, oh, okay, I'm just going to, you know, uh, keep this to be a really short video. I'm going to really give them uh, the maximum amount of information. So that, that was one thing. And so answering that question, whatever question somebody might have or a specific problem and, and then explaining that uh, as, and then uh, demonstrating that, uh, whether, you know, um, uh, whether showing them the technique or for that matter, you know, whether um, using a, a whiteboard or something and, and explaining the problem to them. Awesome. Now, now, Manu, it's one thing to, you know, create successful videos with lots of views and build a big channel, but it's another to actually turn it into a business. How are you turning these videos into, you know, an income generator for you? Well, um, so what the, you know, in the initial journey, you know, once I started figuring out that I was getting a fair amount of traffic coming from there and there was a lot of response and, and that's what led me to, uh, designing a program and, and what I, and this is all again, based on what the, the audience was asking for, people were asking for, whether online or for you know, via email, um, I kind of went through and actually I, I hired someone uh, to a VA to go through all the questions that we had on the site as well as on, uh, on my YouTube, the ones that I had answered. So we kind of uh, organized them and we basically did a bit of a keyword research uh, um, uh, to kind of figure out, you know, which were the common topics. And so we were able to get a better sense of what were the common issues people were dealing with, which ones were the most popular issues and uh, which ones had the best response, which took a little bit of time. 
but one, it was a great learning experience for me. Um, can I truly translate what I teach people uh, uh, offline in the clinic? Can I do it in this format here? And then can people get a response out of that, a positive response? So once I got a, a, um, a you know, I figured out that, okay, the knee-related issues were one of the most common things people were dealing with. Those are the ones that had the maximum response. Those are the ones that had the maximum questions. And people were ans- uh, um, wanted to answer to those questions. That's when I went and I, I decided I was going to design a program. And that's what I des- uh, designed an information product. Um, so multimedia product, that's what I wanted to go uh, with a video-based uh, platform, but also uh, a book. And so, so I wanted to give them uh, something comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. What, what's the uh, name of the product? Uh, it's called Build Better Knees. Uh, nice. It's a it, so it's not just for somebody who actually who has ongoing knee issues, but it's for anyone who's looking to stay active, to run, and uh, uh, or just even for athletes uh, to prevent problems uh, or uh, or for that matter to improve performance. Uh, it's it's really a comprehensive solution that I wanted to put together, which brings in both my uh, Eastern and Western medicine uh, concepts together uh, and gives something unique to everyone out there. That, that's really cool. I'm on the site right now for everybody out there. If you go to buildbetterneeds.com, that'll redirect you to the page on Tradosha Wellness with the sales page. And it looks really good. I see a nice video there, your, your awesome face, and, and you have this really cool headset on so you can like do demonstrations. You are obviously working with a client or uh, somebody who you're doing demos with in this uh, sales page video, which is really cool. Now, I did notice one thing here. It says specifically it's for runners. And I know, I, I know being a runner myself that, uh, you know, knee pain is, is a huge issue. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious, though, because, you know, a lot of people have knee pain issues. And, you know, is this just based off of, you know, I'm curious to know where this comes from in terms of narrowing down your niche specifically for runners here? Um, well, initially, the time was to go with runners because that, that was um, is one of the most common problems in runners. Uh, and also it was to kind of kind of target the market a little bit to bring some focus into it because there are a lot of different knee problems out there. So if there's somebody who is elderly who has arthritic knees, they can get a lot out of the program, but they might not be doing, they might not be able to do certain things and they might not be uh, um, uh, looking at uh, the same, uh, they might not have the same goals. They might have just the goal of, you know, being able to walk, for example, uh, or data, uh, basic day-to-day activities like gardening or something else. So uh, this was, you know, to kind of narrow down and also focus uh, myself and then the product so it, so, so it stays, stays more targeted. And that was the reasoning behind uh, uh, targeting runners or people who are athletic uh, um, and, and creating a, pro- a product specifically for them. Mm-hmm. You, you could target the CrossFit community, right? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> aren't they going through a lot of pain right yeah. now? <laughs> uh, if, you don't, <laughs> if, you don't, if, if you don't do the, the exercises right, I hear you can be in massive pain in CrossFit. Um, but yeah. I, think, I think targeting the running community is great because there's obviously yeah. a big sort of movement now for these runs, you know, a lot yeah. of half, K, you know, half marathons and 5Ks and fun runs and stuff like that. that that's going really well. Uh, but I feel like this is just you know, one of the many knee-related niches you could get into i mean there's a lot of different possibilities as they say you know the riches are in the niches or niches yes totally totally and actually you know you're absolutely right you know on both counts uh, one yeah that, and that was one of the other reasons for creating or targeting more towards runners because uh in the last 10 years the number of marathons half marathons all these events have gotten significantly larger more and more people are running and engaging in those athletic activities 
So higher incidence of those problems. And um, though non-runners can definitely use the product also and get the same kind of response and get benefit, um, then yes, it, it also leaves me open to, you know, design things that are uh, in different, uh, for different groups, you know, uh, let's say you have arthritic knees or other problems. You mm-hmm. have. For sure. Yeah, and I'm reading the testimonials right now. A lot of great feedback from your audience, which is cool. How's the product been doing? What's, uh, how's it working for you? Uh, products done really well. Uh, the launch was just uh, last, actually it was in uh, beginning of June. So it hasn't been that long, about two months now. And uh, the first uh, month we had a five-figure uh, launch, nice. which was which was awesome. Uh, and not, not th- something that I did not anticipate, honestly, <laughs> but it went really well. <laughs> it's a good surprise though. Yeah, it is a great surprise. And, uh, and, you know, and I attribute a lot of that to, I mean, people that were supporting me. It's just not by myself. Um, I had a great team, Matt Garland, winning edits, you know, they helped me not only with the design and uh, and we, and with the whole strategy behind the launch too. So that was uh, phenomenal. Their help. Cool. Um, and then the and then since then, you know, it's been four figure month. And uh, so now it's a matter of uh, figuring out um, how we can continue marketing the product and uh, how to build on that. Um, that- that's really cool. Now, can you walk us through sort of how you launched it? So, you know, you built this audience and you found a particular need in that audience. You've built a product for that specific need as, you know, a solution for that problem. And um, so how, how did you yeah. launch it? Did you have a plan going in or did you, were you just like after the product was done, you're like, hey, here you go, guys, here it is. Like, was there an event perhaps? Like walk us through how that went down. Well, you know, this is where, uh, you know, where I said, you know, I've been following your work for so long and I learned, you know, so much from you uh, and uh, watching what you did with your uh, uh, launch of your book and other things. So uh, I have to say I borrowed a lot of your stuff. Good. That's why it's there. (laughs) (laughs) So that was awesome. And uh, so we also decided, you know, uh, in terms of strategy, what we wanted to do was I wanted to have a core group of ambassadors we created, uh, which were people who like the work I'm doing, who are fans of my work. Uh, and who have supported me all along the way. Um, so a lot of these people I had helped also in the past too. So these people, they, I gave them all the uh, early copies of the book as well as the product so they could really look at it and let us know what you, they thought about it. Uh, and the second thing was um, they were also able to in turn uh, you know, spread the word organically through their social media platforms uh, and on uh, Amazon and various things. So that was one big part of the strategy, uh, as well as my uh, uh, my subscriber list. They were also very, very helpful in getting the word out. Um, and then the second part we did was we did do some uh, YouTube uh, video marketing. Uh, that was helpful. Uh, and uh, spent some time on Facebook marketing. And the third paid marketing that I tried was uh, I did Bing and Yahoo AdWords. I did not go with Google AdWords. I tried that first. It was a lot more expensive. So um, I chose the Bing, Google AdWords route and actually worked really well. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. So in in terms of the YouTube marketing, the Facebook advertising, and the Bing, Yahoo advertising, which uh, which one worked out the best? Uh, the Bing Yahoo AdWords surprisingly brought, you know, very targeted traffic back to the landing page that worked really well and without spending that much money. And then the YouTube video marketing worked really well too. That's really interesting. Why do you, why do you think the Yahoo slash Bing marketing, I mean, nobody talks about that ever. (laughs) Why, why do you think it works so well? My, uh, you know, I, I suspect uh, part of it is, you know, they have obviously a smaller market share, um, but there was still a significant amount of um, 
people that are on it. I think I was reading somewhere, this is, this might be, I might not be completely accurate on this, but I was reading somewhere it was about, I think a quarter of the search engine, uh, uh, Google has about 75% and Bing Yahoo has about 25% share. Mm -hmm. So I found that, you know, the one, the, the, um, uh, the, I, I could advertise for cheaper on those platforms and I was getting, my ads were listed better and my click through rates were much better on that. Um, I just suspect that there's so many people on Google AdWords. It is much more expensive and it's hard to get, you know, yourself unless you're spending a lot of money. And initially I didn't have that mm -hmm. to do that. So, uh, that, that's what, uh, that's why I think, think it was more successful. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So a paid ad strategy using YouTube and Facebook and, and Yahoo and Bing. And that one actually seemed to work out really well for you, which is really cool. Um, and you also had your ambassadors, you know, and I, I love hearing that. I love when people utilize those ambassadors, you know, those core group of raving fans that they have, because those are the people who are going to market for you um, and, and do it without you actually having to ask very much of them. Um, I use that for my own book launch. It's, it's just utilizing these relationships that you've built with, you know, people that you've helped before, you know, and we put fancy words to it, like, you know, networking and things like that. But this is just real life. When you help somebody, they're going to help you. Um, I'm curious in terms of the size of your ambassador group, um, what, what, what kind of numbers are we talking about here? Uh, for my launch, there were actively about uh, at least 60, 70 people that were uh, um, active ambassadors who were out there not only uh, getting the word out. And this this was the first tier. The second tier, there were other people too that were there who might not have been as active, but they also helped, meaning getting the word out on their social media platforms. Yeah, that's awesome. And and and, and for those of you listening, you might be like, wow, that's, that's actually not that many people. Uh, you're right, it's not that many people, but it doesn't take that many people to truly make a big difference for your business, for your brand, for that product that you're marketing. If you've helped somebody and they believe in you, if they believe in your product, they're gonna be there and they're gonna help you out as much as they can. And it's just like having... It's just like having like multiples of you out there promoting and, and, and being evangelists for your product. And honestly, you know, like you said, that's, that's a good point. You know, it's, um, you know, like I said, there were other people I could have approached and they would have done. But I really wanted a core group of people who, who I wanted to be able to get the word out. And, and actually for, for my purposes, that was enough uh, for getting the word out to enough people out there. Mm -hmm. That's great, Manu. Yeah. Uh, and you had a five-figure launch mm -hmm. to go along with it. Yeah. Now, beyond the product launch, just in your business in general, uh, what were some of the mistakes, if any, that you've made along the way, things that you wish you could sort of take back or do over? Uh, you know, any mistakes you'd like to share? There are a few, Pat. <laughs> but <laughs> 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 Okay. Um, so one big thing that I found was, and I'm sure everybody does that, and I've heard you say this a hundred times, which is, you know, early on I was trying to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. which wasn't quite working. Um, so I think once I started to hire, outsource some of the workout, that was a big thing. And I think if you're able to financially, if you can do that, mm -hmm. I would highly recommend. Or the tasks that you really don't like or the tasks that are you know difficult to do. I mean, for example, a lot of the uh, um, website maintenance, you know, coding, all these other things, I don't know those things. That's not my expertise. So it's, it's better for me to leave that to people who are good at that. Um, so that was one big thing, I think, in the overall uh, progression of me getting into internet marketing. Um, that that has been a huge help, and that really, really freed me up to think of the 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 bigger vision and the bigger uh, the other tasks that I only I'm good at and I can handle. Um, 
So the other thing was that I found was um, early on, you know, I, I was spending a lot of time um, on my blog post. I was writing articles. I was doing a lot of writing. And I realized that uh, it took me a lot longer and maybe partly because of the type of content, partly because of, you know, I, I my tendency to be a bit of a perfectionist on things. So and thus it's, it's taken me longer to get even the book out and the whole launch because I wanted to be just right and I want to really spend a lot of time on it. Um, and I realized that the video uh, format for me works really well and uh, it's easy for me to do. It works well. You know, and in a day I can I can knock out ten videos, uh, and so and I can uh, and I don't have to think about it because I've done this for so long. But the article writing was much longer, and so one big thing for me is you know you, um, you work with your strengths first. Uh, whatever you're good at, you know, you spend time doing that. You can always once that part gets moving, build on one one component of what you're good at, and then you can go back to other strategies also. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, blogging obviously is a great strategy to do, you know, write stuff on the web, people find it, they share it, people can learn from it, it's great, you get found on Google. But I think it's also important to, like you said, explore other platforms and, and, and use your strengths to your advantage. And, you know, a, a video might be more up your alley, you know, or podcasting perhaps, and you not not just up your alley, but your audience might respond better to that type of particular content. You know, I can imagine people, for example, Manu, watching your videos and getting this these very specific uh, things that they should be doing with their body in terms of helping them feel better. And, uh, you know, it just makes sense that it's on video. So, of course, it would respond better than say a blog post where people would have to you know do the exercise and then get back up and then get back down on the floor and they get back up to see the next step or maybe they you know i can imagine somebody like holding an ipad in front of their face on the ground <laughs> but uh you know it just makes sense for you when you for video and it's going to be different for everybody i think you you need to think about it in terms of what 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 you enjoy doing what you're comfortable doing but you might not be comfortable doing what actually might be working best. And for me, it took me a little bit of time to get used to podcasting. But, you know, once you get strong with one, you can move on to another, like you said. And uh, the, the the best in advice I can give you for all of this uh, part of the discussion is to, you know, test. Test it out. Try one, get good at it, and try another one. If it doesn't work, you can always try other things. That's the beauty of this online business stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. About, about the testing thing, I think you're absolutely right. You know, that is definitely very important to try out different mediums and see where, what works for you. And then you can, uh, you know, build on your strengths and then you can learn some of the other ones too along the way um, as, as one gets moving. Um, the other big thing I think was with, with, the, uh, with the actual product, getting my, my program out. Um, I think, and you know, um, I know there's a lot of talk with the minimal viable product, getting that out fast and then, uh, taking it to the audience and seeing what they think and then improving on the product. So that's one other thing I think I might have done differently. Uh, and this, this uh, kind of uh, uh, goes to more of my perfectionist nature about mm -hmm. certain things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, create, I wanted to put everything in and make it so comprehensive that I did take quite a while to get it ready. Um, but I think what I could have done was I could have gotten it out much faster to a core group of people that I know um, who actually I had approached initially and I'd asked them what they would want in the product. But I could have created something early on and gotten it out to them and then developed on it as I went along too. Mm. So sort of like a beta group or user group that you can yeah, test 
things out. I, I, I think I could have definitely, you know, that, that would have been a good way to do. Although what I'm doing now is uh, after the launch, what I've tried to do is I've actually gone back to the people that bought the product. I have, uh, this again is going to take some t- a little bit of time on my part, but I think it's important. I've gone back and I approached the people who bought the product and I said, you know, I'm going to, because uh, I want to talk to them. I want to find out why they bought the product, uh, what they found helpful, what they didn't like about it. You know, did it and uh, what questions would they, you know, because my impression might be one thing. Well, maybe the person's coming for knee pain, I'm thinking, but maybe they're just coming just because they want to improve their performance. They're, they're an athlete, they just want to, they said, well, maybe this could help me improve my performance too. So this kind of really helps me figure out what my, um, it gives me another level of information as uh, to how to improve on the product and also help me with my marketing. Oh, I love that. I mean, for sure, for sure. I mean, too many people when they sell a product, they feel like that's the end. You know, I've sold on, I sold them, done. But no, that could that could be the beginning, and and, and that's a great opportunity. Those are yeah. your target customers. Those are people who can tell you other things about that product, not not just to help make that product better down the road, but to help make you make further products and and you might even be able to work with those same people who are existing customers to help shape and create those products that are going to help not only them but everybody else in your audience who's hungry for that same type of stuff too absolutely absolutely yeah so that definitely i think is is one thing where i'm working on now to get more uh, um more feedback and so i can get even more information on how to improve things and 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 for goodwill you know Mm -hmm. and my my purpose in that is not just to you know get my information but also i want to know is it actually helping them and if it's not i can answer those questions right there while i'm on uh, and, and this is I don't I don't I'm not charging them anything for this. This is a this is another an added benefit and service to them. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, I mean, how do you think it makes them feel? The customer, like, wow, I just heard from the product owner. He's actually asking me for feedback. He cares. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. Now, so that's- uh, Manu, this has been a, a wonderful conversation. And before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask you one question for everybody out there who perhaps is struggling with their online business. You know, they're getting stuff going. They're getting minimal results. What you know, one or two tips do you have for those people who just need a little bit of motivation or some tips or strategies to get out of that funk? Um, well, the, the, the big piece of advice is, you know, I would say that figuring out, you know, again, you know, what, what their strengths are and mm-hmm. uh, really looking at, um, you know, what, what, what answers can they give to in, in their specific market or niche, whatever they're trying to do. Um, and at, and more at a personal level, what questions can you answer, you know, based on your strength? And, and, and if you can start helping people and addressing some questions, you will start, and you will start getting some response back with that. That that's one big thing I think. And the second part is what I was, um, I think I mentioned is like, don't try to do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the importance of building a community of people who can help you out. Awesome. Thank you, Manu. And, and, and I want to mention somebody who you just kind of reminded me of. Her name is Sally Hogshead. And she wrote a book called How the World Seeds You. And I saw her speak live and she had us all do this exercise before she came on stage to answer, you know, it seemed like a survey question, but it was more so to understand our types of personalities and to um, give us this this data about actually how other people see us and the other types of people that we and our different personality types you know work best with and it it was just fascinating to see um you know in data form how other people might view us or how you know where our strengths are and what we should be doing and what we should not be doing it's really important to understand that so if you're not quite sure uh you know that could be a good book to pick up so Sally Hogshead 
how the world sees you. Um, I saw it at the bookstore the other day, actually. It's really colorful. It's cool. I'll put a link in the show notes for everybody. And, uh, you know, to close up, Manu, again, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all of this. It's very inspirational and very cool. Thank you so much for sharing all the tips and strategies and uh, your, your, your launch tactics, too, are really extremely helpful. Um, where can people find out more information about you? So feel free to drop in any websites or anything that um, will help people find you. Uh, it's tridoshawellness.com, and I'll send you the link if it's hard for people to. Uh, it's T-R-I-D-O-S-H-A wellness.com. That's mm-hmm. my site. And they can always punch in my name on YouTube, Manu Kalia, and then I'll pop up there too. So uh, those are some of the places they can find me. And uh, if you have bad knees, uh, buildbetternees.com, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Small plug for you there. <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> um, dude, this is awesome. I'll have all the links in the show notes. You're, you're, you're great. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome, Pat. Thank you. Cheers. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Manu Kalia from TradoshaWellness.com and also BuildBetterKnees.com, a product I might actually need in the near future if I keep running the way I do because after my last race, my knees hurt like mad, uh, but I did PR. I got 158, uh, one hour and 58 minutes for a half marathon, so that was awesome. And I have another half marathon coming up in L.A., Uh, at the end of this month in October. I'm also headed to, uh, what is it, the Avengers Half Marathon through Disneyland in November. And then in January, I'm doing the Star Wars Half Marathon, um, which is going to be really cool, the first one ever. And again, that's also through Disney because Disney bought, uh, you know, Lucasfilm, so, or Star Wars, uh, the rights to Star Wars, which is pretty crazy and awesome, and I don't know if I'm going to dress up because it's going to ruin my time, but anyway, I'm just rambling now. Just so excited that you're here listening to the show. I just want to thank you so much for all your support. Uh, we, the, the, the podcast just passed 10 million downloads, which is just insane, and I can't wait till the next 10 million. I'm going to continue to do what I do here and what I love best, which is just be here for you and try and deliver as much uh, free content as I can here on the podcast and on the blog, too. Don't forget the blog, smartpassiveincome.com. I'm writing a lot more content now. Um, Sort of reignited my love for writing and just writing uh, after coming back from Australia. Also have some videos coming live on SPI very soon. And um, just, yeah, you rock. I hope you've been enjoying the free podcast content here. I'm really excited because it's one of my favorite things to do. And I know a lot of you have already taken action from the content that you've listened to on the podcast. And if that's you, congratulations. Just keep going, please. It's one of my favorite things to see. But I also know a lot of you and a lot of you have been telling me that you've been wanting more. You've been wanting additional information, some accountability, some hand-holding along the way. And so depending on what it is that you're looking for, what I would recommend is actually go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You'll see the courses that I'm offering there that are paid courses, but they're there to help walk you through certain processes. Depending on what problem you have or what issue or what thing you're trying to solve, go there, check it out. You can see if there's a course available for you and where you're at in your business right now, whether you're just getting started and and you just want to make sure you have all the right things in place before you actually devote a lot of time and effort into something. There's a course for you there. For those of you looking to get started with a podcast, there's stuff for you there. And there's going to be more courses there in the future. And how do I come up with those ideas for the courses? They come directly from you. So thank you for all telling me how I can help you better. And if you have ideas for more courses that I can create for you, just hit me up on Twitter at Pat Flynn. Let me know or uh, use my contact page on smartpassiveincome.com. But again, check out and see what's available. Smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. 
that will be continually added to over time, so check it out. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you so much for those of you who are flying to Maine, uh, Portland, Maine, this weekend. I will see you there at Agents of Change. I get to share the stage with a lot of awesome people, and I get to do the opening keynote for the event, which is great. Hope to see you there. If not, uh, hopefully at a later event or online. Either way, love you guys. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there, because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.